0: Let's move on to wide receiver rankings. We have Cooper Cup at number one, even though he's dealing with an ankle injury. It's a pretty good matchup out of the slot against the Bucs. He did practice in a limited fashion on Thursday, so he uh, he's good to go. He's going to be in my lineup, and I love him this week, regardless of the ankle injury. Yeah, I like Justin That's- Jefferson a lot this week. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to say something about Cooper Cup?
1: Yeah, it's just the Buccaneers defense, you know, earlier this season, I would have said that, you know, this might be a tougher matchup for him, but the Buccaneers defense has been underperforming hugely. So I, I think that this is, even though he has the ankle injury, that might be the difference maker for me.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And, and the Bucs have been pretty vulnerable uh, out of the slot. Like if I'm looking at the numbers right now. Uh, Antoine Winfield's lines of slot, and he's a he's a good player, but the Bucs as a whole, they've been giving up the ninth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. So, Not great when you're going up against Cooper Cup. Not great. Um, I like Justin Jefferson a lot this week, as you can tell. I have him here at number two, right? And I have him ahead of Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddell, who I have at three, four, and five, respectively. They all have tougher matchups than usual. But Washington's perimeter defense stinks, and (laughs) Justin Justin Jefferson is going to be able to take advantage. If I had to guess, this is one of those blow-up games for Justin Jefferson. I think he has a higher chance of blowing up then Tyreek Hill, then Stephon Diggs, then Jalen Waddle, And that's the reason I have him here at number two.
1: Right. And you have to think, uh, you just look at it. He's had two relatively quiet games, you know, these past two weeks after going for 30 He's points. due. And yeah, he's due for it. And you look at his touchdowns. <laughs> he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one, at least in the air. I, I think, he's yeah, he's scored, he hasn't scored a touchdown through the air since week one. Is that he hasn't true? Had a touchdown. Yeah. He hasn't had a single Ooh, touchdown catch. That. So he's producing despite that. This is the spot Whoa. for him to get right. You know, he is due for some positive touchdown regression, just like AJ Brown was. Dude. Justin Jefferson's time is now.
0: It's gonna how many touchdowns is gonna score today? Four or this week? Four, <laughs> four touchdowns for Justin Jefferson this week. If AJ Brown can have three last week, I think yeah. Justin Jefferson is gonna have four this week.
1: Yeah, that positive regression is coming. So just keep starting him. Don't get disenchanted. Obviously, you wouldn't be. Anyway, he's been getting it done for you even without the touchdowns. But the serious upside is coming. This is the matchup for it to happen. It's it's Washington.
0: If, if if he has four touchdowns on Sunday, right? He's playing on Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. If he has four touchdowns on Sunday, then he would ha- he's going to have six touchdowns through eight games played, which is pretty doable for Justin Jefferson. If you say it like that, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know.
1: I you don't think know,
0: it, You don't think it's four?
1: four I don't think four. I'm not necessarily going to project four, but I will <laughs> say he's definitely going over 100 yards receiving. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over 150 and then, you know, a touchdown or two I think two touchdowns is very well within his range. Like I said, he is due for that kind of game. Obviously, they just added T.J. Hawkinson, so I, I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to be pulling targets away from Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson is Justin Jefferson. But I'm just—I've been, you know, keeping tabs on Justin Jefferson these past few weeks, and like, when is he going to get that touchdown? It has to happen at some point. I think it could be this week.
0: That was really hard to believe when you said that. I had to look it up. I'm like, right. It's,
1: wow. It felt weird saying it because I was like. I looked at the game log. I'm like, this can't be right. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, it has to be right. So I said it, and then you were visibly surprised. (laughs) I was like, oh, crap. Like, is that actually not right? No. (laughs) He did have that one touchdown on the ground uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's why I don't feel like it's been that long. right? But in terms of receiving touchdowns, he is well overdue.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Um, I have Amon Ross St. Brown at number six. Keep in mind that at the end of the year last year, when he was going off, he was without TJ Hawkinson. He had no, he had, he didn't have a healthy DeAndre Swift. And we're seeing some shades of that right now <laughs> with Hawkinson being traded away. And, you know, Amon Ra, like, you know, he was going to do his thing regardless, but without TJ Hawkinson there, like you got to think he's going to the moon.
1: Yeah. And obviously we've been high on Amon Ra St. Brown, you know, talking about him. We've had him ranked here, I think in the top like seven or eight, you know, the past, how many weeks, every time that he's healthy. Um, we know what he can be. He just hasn't gotten there yet. He's still coming back from the injury, I think. And, you know, this the Lions' offense has been, you know, on a bit of a going through a rough patch these past few weeks. Um, Green Bay isn't a very much nicer matchup, but I think that if anyone's going to get it done through the air, it's going to be him, especially with TJ Hawkinson out. Um, uh, well, not out, but he's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm on rest- Yeah. I'm on rest- Brown. You know, like you said, when he was doing his thing, you said it was without TJ Hawkinson. Check. DeAndre Swift was banging up. Check. You know jared Goff was still quarterback check presumably so i, I think that you know better days are ahead for Amon ross and brown it just has to happen he's to get over that hump because that yeah. injury i'm not sure if it's still bothering him but he hasn't been producing the same way but even even last week it wasn't a bad performance so at no, least you have something to build on still
0: at 24 uh i'm sorry 26 percent target share uh josh reynolds also a little bit banged up as well so keep that in mind right uh regardless you're going to have him in your lineup A.J. Brown, I I had him at number seven. Uh, I have Devonte Adams at number eight against Jacksonville, looking for a bounce back from him. He had a, he had the flu last week. You know, it was a good matchup for him. No Marshall Lattimore, he couldn't come through because Derek Carr stinks, and uh, now he's going up against Jacksonville defense, who has been shutting down receivers on their left side. And not saying Adams can be shut down, but just saying last week would have been a nice week to come through. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. More than one. DeAndre point Hopkins, point. awesome. And what could have been, what could have been, Derek Carr, you stink. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins at nine, you know, a lot tougher of a matchup this week for Hopkins. You know, like like look what he did two weeks ago, right, against the Saints without Marshawn Lattimore. Great matchup. The Saints were already giving up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. Yeah. Um, and then this past week, like you couldn't ask for a better matchup against Minnesota, especially where he lines up on that left side, and now against the Seattle defense, who has been relatively good. Against perimeter wide receivers, they've they've been giving up the third least fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. I'm tempering expectation for DeAndre Hopkins this week. I might seem like a DeAndre Hopkins hater. I can totally understand. Like like that might. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a hater. DeAndre Hopkins is actually one of my favorite players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like I like players like him. Like like when I saw that Hard Knocks clip, you know when? Well, it wasn't even clear. I saw it, I saw it when it was on TV. Like yeah. him against uh, what was it, D'Angelo Hall? Is that who was?
1: Um, on no, the uh, yeah. was it when the when they were the Redskins still? Yeah, was yeah, DeAngelo Hall. It might same. have been. I feel like I feel it has it. to have been. I mean, he's been in the league a while, but and
0: like the you know he was basically like yo know, like he was messing with him in practice and he's like dude like don't test me right now, he's like I only fear God homie and like yeah. it was it was a rap and then they went one on one. And I think it was D'Angelo Hall. I'm going to keep saying it, and it might not be the guy. Like, somebody yeah. in the comments needs to correct me if I'm wrong but yeah, or or confirm that it was D'Angelo Hall. Um, but And then he just, like, messed up his ankle, and he was, like, out yeah. <laughs> like for a while. <laughs> and, you know, it was just embarrassing. So ever yeah. since then, he's been my guy. Yeah. I'm not the Andrew Hopkins hater. Just want to say that. Just temper expectations a little bit this week.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're a hater. I think the way he's performed, you know, coming back, obviously, you know, he wasn't injured or anything. But the way he's performed, he's just, you know, integrated directly right back into the offense, you know, and the way he's produced. I don't think anybody saw this kind of production coming, you know, 19 points, 33 points. The target share there has been getting 14 targets, 13 targets the past two weeks, you know, double digit receptions in both games and a touchdown, you know, to boot last week in a good matchup. You know, he's checked every box that you wanted to check coming back that maybe we didn't think it was going to happen this fast. So I think it's. I think he might be due for a little negative regression. You know, obviously, 33 points, it looked really good. And he looks like he's going to continue to be a big part of this offense. But like you said, in a matchup like this, it was a little low scoring last time. I don't anticipate that being the case again this time. But I think that at some point, you know, he's going to have that game where people can be like, okay, maybe he's not 100%. You know, the wide receiver one that we want him to be on this offense just yet. Because the offense has been a little bit shaky, at least in Arizona. And... He's been doing it. He's been producing despite it being relatively shaky. So I, I think that, I think that it could happen this week that he has a rougher game.
0: DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett from that same game. Uh, I I have them at ten and eleven. They're seemingly both like quote unquote healthy. Uh, they both got full practices in. That's great. Um, I love Terry McLaurin this week. By the way, like I have Mac Evans, by the way at number twelve. I have Keith Higgins at thirteen. I love Terry McLaurin this week against Minnesota. We saw, you know, we just talked about DeAndre Hopkins against them last week, but the Vikings are giving up the most fantasy points to the left side of the perimeter and the slot over the last four weeks. And that's where Terry runs 75% of his routes from. He's -hmm. also gotten 26% and 28% target share in the last two games with Taylor Heineke this year. And Preciser also is predicting Minnesota to lose by eight points in this game, which means they're going to be in a negative game script, which means a lot of passing late in the game, which means a lot of garbage time potential here. Um, And that's what we want to hear. And this is a good time to shout out the sponsor of today's episode, Preciser. <laughs> right Preciser uses data-driven analytics and algorithms to make game predictions to help you make better bets, better start-set decisions, and make better DFS lineups. I'll have the link in the description, but you can check them out at Preciser.io slash prediction. And make sure to use the code UPPERHAND to get 30% off the first three months of their pro package. That ends up coming out to only $6.99 a month to get all their data. They have a free package as well if you don't want to commit, but make sure you use the code UPPERHAND when you do sign up. Are you with me on Terry McLaurin? This is pretty high. 14.
1: Yeah. but mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm I, much happier with Terry McLaurin in my lineup, you know, with, ter- with not Terry McLaurin, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback than I was with Carson Wentz. Because Carson Wentz, you know, he was distributing the ball, but he wasn't really throwing it Terry McLaurin's way. Taylor Heineke came right back in and he has revived Terry McLaurin. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looks like a much better, not necessarily a much better receiver, but in terms of a much better fantasy player with, Taylor Heineke at quarterback, because Heineke knows if you have a guy like Terry McLaurin, you throw it to him. You know, you don't just avoid him. You don't throw him the ball. You, you throw it to, to Terry McLaurin. And he looked really good the past two weeks, you know, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. That's really the main difference for me. I think that's what makes him, you know, a, a decent start now. You know, I, I think 14 is a good spot to have him. It might be a little bit high for my taste just yet. I know that, you know, you talked about the Vikings allowing the most points to the slot and on the left side. And um, that's where Terry McLaurin runs his routes. Washington's offense, I'm still a little bit, you know, Larry, this is going to be a test. If Vikings, if the Vikings go up, it might be a negative game script. I, I think the Washington should be able to keep it competitive, though. They might be able to keep the ground game in play. Um, I do ultimately think Minnesota is going to win this game, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer than we think. Um, it's not going to be a complete negative game script Where Terry McLaurin's just going to be, you know, running deep routes all day. and Taylor Heineke's, Taylor is going to be taking shots all day.
0: Yeah, I, I, and and that's another reason why I like I like him because Minnesota has been one of the best teams against the run, and like I just I don't think Washington's going to be able to establish any sort of run game against them. Uh, they've already been inefficient uh, in the run game this season, so like that's another reason why like I just I just think that they're going to be able to like shut down the run, and then they're going to have to pass the ball. Um, so
1: I know, is, yeah, is Terry ahead. McLaurin your start of the week? Would you say? Yes. Yes. Terry there McLaurin it is. is the start of the week. There you go. All right. There uh, it is. Last time we had a start of the week on here, Amari Cooper put up the first start of the week. Also. Chris Olave. <laughs>
0: by the way that was your start of the week yes it was All So right, we'll see we'll see clear.
1: we'll see if it's the <laughs> upper hand fantasy curse or if it's just my curse you know what I'm saying <laughs>
0: <laughs> chris olave at number 15 and you know like this might be a little bit surprising to have McLaurin above Chris olave this week uh but Baltimore has gotten a lot better against perimeter wide receivers and olave has been good but here are his target numbers over the last four weeks seven six 14 seven okay so will this be a game where he sees close to 10 targets or not you know, will this game be a game? Will they have to where they have to claw back? I don't know, right? Like Baltimore is missing a lot of pieces, so this might be a game where you know they don't have to necessarily you know air it out, and this could be a game where Alvin Kamara gets a a, a bunch of run. Um, so I'm not really looking at this game as some a game where Chris Olave is going to get 10 plus targets. Um, yeah. I love. Christian Kirk at 15 against the Raiders this week. The Raiders are not good against slot wide receivers. They continually give up points to that position. So Christian Kirk got a bunch of target share last week. I'm with it. Uh, I like Christian Kirk this week. Um, Michael Pittman at 17. Devontae Smith, I had at 18. M- Michael Pittman, by the way, you know, even though a lot of his targets were short, Michael Pittman still got like 39% target share <laughs> last week, yeah. which is absolutely ridiculous. So, don't worry about him. Start him. This is not necessarily such a bad matchup either. Like the Patriots have allowed some wide receivers to get some points. So it, it isn't too bad for Michael Pittman. There are a lot worse matchups out there. So don't worry about, you know, his low quote unquote low output last week. He got the targets, he got the receptions, and that depth of target can increase moving forward.
1: Mm. The only thing that Michael Pittman has working against him is that you know, Bill Belichick defenses tend to eat young quarterbacks for breakfast. Um yeah. we'll see how Sam Ellinger fares. But what I saw from Sam Ellinger, it doesn't look like it's going to be a case where you're going to be totally incompetent. As long as the offense, you know, we'll see if Jonathan Taylor plays. I think that would help them a lot, give him someone to re- lean on in the run game. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a shutout type of day, even though they did do that to the Lions a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this offense is, you know, they have enough playmakers that they should be able to get things done um, between Michael Pittman, you know, Alec Pearson now, uh, Paris Campbell's kind of come on. So I, I, I think that he should be fine. It's gonna be another day like we've seen. I think the past two weeks. I don't like his ceiling too much, Michael Pittman, but I think that he has a nice, a nice enough floor as the primary target for Sam Langer. I mean, he's a veteran. You know, Samuel Langer is gonna be targeting him pretty much most of uh, at, a, at a similar clip as he's been. You know, he's been targeting him a lot because you know who else is that a target outside of him? You know, with the weapons that they have, they're they're relatively young. So I, I like I like Michael Pittman,
0: Devontae Smith at number eighteen. That's where I had him. They didn't really come through. I had him ahead of Chris Godwin because Chris Godwin, you know, this might be a little bit of a tough matchup for him depending on on where um, Jalen Ramsey lines up this week. Like, is he going to line up in the slot against Chris Godwin? Is he going to line up on the outside against Mike Evans? It could be a little bit of both. We'll see. Uh, But, you know, Godwin's efficiency hasn't been amazing. Like, he's been getting a lot of targets closer to the line of scrimmage, right? So, you know, he's taking a little bit of a hit. But he's a great talent. And I want him in my lineup. And yeah. then I have DJ Moore at number twenty. DJ Moore, he has also come along. And maybe this might be too low for DJ Moore. However, I'm a little concerned about the matchup this week. Yeah. But in terms of like what he's been doing, like DJ Moore over the last two games, what was his? Uh, let's see. I'm looking at. I'm trying to find his target share. He had yeah, thirty percent, if I'm not mistaken. Like it's up there. Ten and eleven
1: targets, you know. Eleven
0: targets, and and not just that—like catchable targets. Now, like that's Mm -hmm. the main difference, you know. I don't know if you saw If you saw the video, who posted this? Oh, it was DraftKings Sportsbook tweeted out uh, a picture, uh, a video of um, uh, of Baker Mayfield. Uh, Like, like you know how they have those like nets that you throw throw the ball. I saw
1: this one. (laughs) Yeah, he just
0: completely misses it, and the Mm -hmm. caption from their Twitter handle was like Baker Mayfield, you know, season is upon us or something like that. And it was just like, it's so bad. <laughs> I saw the same
1: thing. I forget where it was. It was like <laughs> another Baker Mayfield dime. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> It was so bad, man. But you know what? DJ Moore is a lot more playable now. Tough matchup against Cincinnati, but they did lose Chidobe, uh, Iwozie, uh, to a season-long injury. So, you know, there is a little bit of hope for Moore to do his thing. Yeah. All right. Moving wor- on to... Yeah, go ahead.
1: If he's working against Eli Apple... I like his odds.
0: I agree. And (laughs) by the way, I just want to, you know, say something about his teammate, somebody that you might have forgotten about. That's Terrace Marshall. Um, I I'd pick him up. If you have a deep league, you have a bench spot, pick him up this week because he was a second-round pick last year. This coaching staff is gone. For whatever reason, they didn't like him. He came through last week in a very good matchup, but he did see a very high target share. And he's a guy who played with Joe Burrow at LSU. He played with Justin Jefferson. He played with uh, Jamar Chase, and he still put up numbers. Okay. So, like, just keep that in mind. Pick yeah. him up. He's a rookie that I liked a lot come, going into last year. He had a very good preseason. And for whatever reason, he fell down the pecking order to the point where, like, this coach just didn't want to play him. All of a sudden, he gets playing time and he starts producing. So, something to keep an eye on. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, moving forward, Juju Smith-Schuster at number twenty-one. You know, I, I obviously they just traded for Kad- Kadarius Tony, but it might take a little bit for Kadarius Tony to you know implement his himself into the offense. They are working him in apparently, but Juju, you know, this is a good matchup against Tennessee, so I'm good starting Juju uh, as a low-end wide receiver too this week. Going to Tyler Boyd as well. You know, he didn't have the best game in the world last week, but Carolina has been really you know hasn't been great against slot wide receivers and you know don't get too discouraged by what Tyler Boyd did last week he still caught a touchdown so it's very possible that we see a much better game for both Tyler Boyd and T Higgins this week
1: yeah i think that both Bengals receivers are going to be fine this is a good matchup um we've seen the Bengals offense has kind of been bipolar you know the season so far either they're way on or they're way off um and they still got it done you know both Tyler Boyd and T Higgins you know with the offense not being as you know dialed in as they usually are as or at least as they had have been have had been i don't know if that's how you say it that is how you
0: say
1: it yeah so that's how you say it but um (laughs) if they're not as dialed in as they were those two weeks where joe burrow was just popping off but i think that he has a nice enough floor you know with jamar chase out that he should be you know starting regardless of the matchup um this one i think could go a lot more their way you know because the 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 defense was you know torn apart by um, Demir Byrd last week.
0: There you go. And Demir Byrne, I think, if am not mistaken, caught the touchdown Uh, oh, like when he lined up out of the slot. Something yeah. Mm-hmm. R- Rondell Moore at 23 also lines up out of the slot, and Seattle has been a little bit more vulnerable to slot-wide receivers than perimeter-wide receivers, so I like him this week. Curtis Samuel, very similar reasons. I talked about Terry McLaurin. That also applies to Curtis Samuel because he runs a lot of his routes, mo- all of his, almost all of his routes out of the slot, and Minnesota has been the worst team against slot wide receivers over the last four weeks yeah Curtis Samuel great start this week Gabriel Davis you know the Jets perimeter Jets have been pretty tough against uh, perimeter wide receivers right it's going to be super super interesting to see Sauce Gardner against Stefan Diggs this week Uh, he doesn't shadow he plays on his side but whenever Stefan Diggs is on that side it's going to be interesting DJ Reed on the other side also playing out of his mind this year so a little bit tougher matchup But you got to put him in your lineup. You never know, right? This is Josh Allen, the Bills offense we're talking about. So continue to start Gabe Davis. If he gives you, you know, a five point game, it is what it is. The good thing about Gabe Davis is last year, I mean, last week, guess what? He had a high target share game.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He did. So, you know, Gabe Davis with a 30% target share game after target shares of 9%, 18%, and 14%. So that's that's good to hear. That's some good news right there.
1: Gabe Davis (laughs) is just going to live in this 21 to 25 column always that's where he's going to be because that's his floor and also his it's it's the perfect middle ground between the ceiling and the floor because the floor is way off this list but the ceiling is at the top of the list so
0: yeah and not his actual fantasy floor because his actual fantasy point floor is zero um you know but like in terms of the rankings yeah it's going to be right around here Mm -hmm. um and the only reason why he's a little bit low honestly because he has a tougher matchup and all the guys above him right here have a good matchup this week right I have Josh Palmer at number 26, you know, no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams, Josh Palmer he- going up against Atlanta. You probably want to have him in your lineup. This is a very good, you know, I'm like, listen, like I <laughs> I, I, I lost Keenan Allen in the league and I am I picked up with um, DeAndre Carter and I'm starting him. Okay. So like that tells yeah. you what you need to know about Josh Palmer.
1: Uh, Adam, Somebody you know has this? to catch the ball. Someone got to catch the ball? For the, for the Chargers. Yeah. Someone has to catch the ball. Exactly. And Gerald Everett, you know, I think we have him a little bit higher in rankings this week. We'll, we'll get to him, but he's oh, yeah. kind of the guy that you. I think you should be starting.
0: Definitely. We will. We're going to get into tight end rankings right now. Just going to finish off wide receivers. You know, 27, I have Adam Thielen followed by Romeo Dubs. Uh, but keep in mind, Alan Lazard might play this week. So if he does, right. then I'm switching Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazard pretty much. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Uh, Devin du- Duvenay at 29, Jacoby Myers at 30. That's who I'm rolling with there.